0: Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. What do you mean your business went bad? What
1: do you mean by that? Uh, drop in revenue, clients leaving, uh, and employees or contractors leaving at the same time. And me feeling like it's not, you know, like, it's not something that, that I can sustain over time because it's, 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 uh, you know, going into pieces way too quickly.
0: You were doing way too many things, too many types of deals. You were working on a project for me on a project for Timmy on your own business. And you're surprised that your business went downhill because you were doing, and you're traveling at the same time and you're surprised by that. And you think it's uh, you can't continue like this? Of course you can't continue like this. You need to sit in one location and make your business work and the systems work. Your business doubled in size or something like that. <laughs> you celebrate that, learn what made it go up like that, and then double down on what works. Instead of like I have a project manager. No, I have a project manager hiring process. And yes, long term you need to start focusing to go from twenty K per month to hundred K per month, you start focusing on the skills. For example, like copywriting, if you want to become like an info marketer or um business partner where you get profit share from companies or revenue share, equity share, or like become a god of sales, you can make a hundred thousand dollar deals or both, you know, like you need to fo- start focusing on having a world-class skill or uh, public speaking. I'm focused right now on speaking. I'm focused right now on creating 30 to 60 minute videos where I just talk to people and after 30 to 60 minutes, they messaged me on Facebook, which is literally happening as I'm talking to you. But like people are messaging me on Facebook and saying, this is the best video I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know even what you're selling, but sell it to me. That, that's what I'm looking to do. And, and I, I installed the studio in my room. Like, I threw out all the furniture. Like, there's furniture. remember all this crap here. Not all the furniture, of course, but remember all the crap here, Mike, when you lived here? I yeah. threw it all uh, and all the old studio equipment is driving today. This is gonna be a giant white screen here. That's the white screen right there on the, on the cabinet. Uh, it's gonna be in a big frame. Uh, and it's going to, there's gonna be a whiteboard, like a big whiteboard. I'm just gonna make videos. Every f-ing day I'm gonna make videos. And after I'm finished making videos, I'm gonna do Facebook ads. And after I finish doing Facebook ads, I'm gonna to go to the gym for an hour and 15 minutes. I'm gonna come back, and if I feel stressed at any point, I just stare at a wall until all my stress goes away. And what I, what I was doing all year this year was not focused, but this is focused. And uh, suddenly everyone notices, everyone's like, holy sh- what the f-? You can't run a business if you're a little boy. You have a little boy mindset, and you're all over the place, and you can't focus on anything, and, and you're on your phone on f- Tinder and f- and we're not gonna be a mastermind of f- Asia, Tinder, f-ing That's not gonna be the point of this mastermind. It's a business mastermind for people who wanna go to eight and nine figures. And and you need to sit down and get work done. And every call is going to be a coaching call, and you're going to get results on every call. And every week you're going to make progress. And if your business goes down by 50%, I don't give a like make it go up by 50% again, and then make it go up by 200% again. So like, what what do you need for long term success? Sit down and get some work done for 10 years. Learn some skills at a level that no one else can do, and the whole world will come to you and want to work with you, then. Like my friend Mario, he's, he went from coaching a bunch of little boys. He went to coach uh, Amazon vice presidents, Google vice presidents. Guys making $400,000 a month from info marketing at the age of 24. That's who he's coaching now. Because Mario sat down for a whole year in 2016. And he got a, a certified by uh, Stanford, by some like some researcher in Stanford on how to do... Behavioral change psychology. And that's what he's coaching people on. Then he spent a year just learning sales. He spent $100,000 doing Facebook ads to get sales calls with the hardest links you can imagine, like vice presidents of companies, super hardcore. It is. If you don't like it, get a job. So that that's my answer. Does anyone else have a different
1: answer to this? Um, so I have one more question arising from this. So... Are, are you able to, 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 to give me any advice, like what skills should I focus on in particular at this stage in, in business?
0: Sure, I, I have, I mentioned a few on this call. I mean, what do you think you should focus on? You, you've been in business for a while. What are the skills you want yes. to focus on?
1: So, so the ones that, are, that I know are always helpful is, is, is project management, sales, um, accounting, recruitment. Um, those, those are that I know. Then anything that is for generation and copywriting is always helpful. All, um, all of
0: those you need to learn. It's a question like all of these you need to know. By the way, but it's a yep. question of which one do you want to master? Which one do you want to spend most of
1: your time on? Six hours a day. Yeah. So, so, so that that that's one thing. But the second thing I'm trying to figure is 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 still like you know the, the always coming back question, which is if I sell Facebook ads, should I you know learn Facebook ads myself, master it? Or it's okay not to master it If you
0: want to be a world-class authority on facebook ads that everyone comes to when they know they need the most help then you need to know facebook ads and you need to know google ads as well you need to know media buying you need to know um like data analysis at the highest level you need to know how to uh, build whole funnels and track it from the beginning to end and build a giant tracked funnel where you know every single part and how to improve every single part and how all the parts interrelate and what is broken if you see uh, some number change somewhere you need to know everything it's like a five-year mastery uh thing you need to learn here like it's it's not a question of do you need to know facebook ads if you want to sell facebook ads it's what are you going to be so good at that Obama if he wants to uh become the president of Australia or something like that that he calls you you know, like someone closed um, in two thousand sixteen for for the presidential campaign. Someone closed a one billion dollar deal. Like, oh, how do you become that guy? That's what you need to learn. Not to not like. Do I need to know Facebook ads if I want to sell Facebook ads? That's what beginners ask when they join DBH. It's not. It's not. It's not the main. It's not the important thing here.
2: I mean, it kind of also like. You still have to know it a little bit to see if people are doing a good job so you have to be able to give them feedback and to manage them uh and to hire them uh yeah so yeah it's, it's important for sure <clears throat> what,
0: what are your skills do you guys suggest there's lots of guys you're learning lots of skills like what what do you guys suggest mike could focus on.
1: For example, the accounting, uh, you could only learn it to the master level if you want to take over companies, because in this case you have to know the statements, see if the companies are healthy, but otherwise you just need a basic level of understanding of accounting because you will have accountants. So that's my rant about accounting.
0: Yeah, yeah, accounting—you know—well enough so that your company is running. I, I wouldn't want to, like, I wouldn't recommend you become a master of accounting or anything like that. Like, copywriting is always good. Like, it's—it's it's a valuable skill. If—if if you want to sell to mass audiences for millions of dollars just by writing a letter, <coughs> writing an email, then then copywriting. But it's grueling, analytical work. Copywriting is grueling, hard analytical work where every word matters, like every single letter f-ing matters, and, and it, it, it's just very hard analytical word, work, like the best um, copywriter that I know, he's on the autistic scale, okay, so that, that's the kind of work it is, it doesn't mean you have to be like that, uh, but the very, very best, like the very, very, very best that, that you can just write magical sentences that just convert everyone like anyone who reads it is just converted by it and you you will want to buy if you read his copy just by how well it's written um that's the most analytical like 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 he he's only partially on planet earth that's the level we're talking about here so if you want to learn that kind of skill like you, you could probably get pretty f-ing good at it you could get really f-ing, but you're, you're, you're like your whole brain will change the way it works if you learn that skill and like any skill really but but if you make that decision, um, you can do that. You can also learn skill, uh, sales at that level of, of skill. So if you learn sales at that level, you'll be able to walk into a company and if you understand how their entire business works because you need to learn all these skills anyway, right? But if your sales skill is the one you're mastering, uh, you can walk into a company and close a deal for equity in that company. You can just analyze their company based on their balance sheets that are sometimes publicly available or whatever. You can analyze, uh, this is what this company needs and this is what this company needs and like merge them together with someone else's money and become an investor. You can do that kind of stuff if you learn sales at a very high level. But then you need to also learn um, how to deal with investors and how to deal with banks at, at a pretty high level as well, right, so just sales by itself, like standalone and you know absolutely nothing else is not very valuable. But if you're an agency owner, and you're constantly talking to businesses and screening businesses and analyzing businesses and thinking like an investor, and then you learn sales at the level of an investor uh, and, and beyond, actually, then um, you, you can do what Willie is doing. Like, Willie is a master deal maker in DBH, right? A master deal maker. He's, he's, uh, he owns now, or co owns, or whatever it is. Some very big eight-figure business. I'm not allowed to say how much or which company, but it's a very big eight-figure business. And he learned this. Like, here's how he learned it. First, he he joined DBH. He already knew cold calling. So he just, after work, every day he came home from work at 7 p.m. did cold calling until whatever, like 160 cold calls. Got a sale almost every day. Uh, First three weeks, he made 6.5K in sales. In his spare time after work. Then after half a year, he quit his job. He was already doing like 20, 30K per month or something like that. He had a whole um, team of people, like a boiler room of, of cold callers. Like you need a team of people. If you want to get really good at sales, you need a team of people that you're constantly coaching and stuff like that. Like that's the next, that's one of the levels above just doing sales yourself. Um, then I he asked me, Alex, what should I do next at some point? Like even before he quit his job actually. And I told him, Okay, now start networking every week. Get in touch with at least one person who's making eight figures or above. And he just started sending out emails and then he was starting to get in touch with guys like uh, Evan Pagan, who's the person who got me in business first. Uh, He has like some programs. He's very, he's quite old now. He doesn't really give a fuck anymore. But but back in the day, he was really cool. So he got in touch with guys like that. And he got a mentor, like some very old guy who just told him, okay, now go to banks and get a loan. And Willie, he went to banks and got a loan and then put the money into shops locally like a kebab shop or something like that for a small equity share of the kebab shop. And he just practiced getting equity deals like that. And then he's, he got his first $150,000 deal by call, cold calling. Every day he would cold call Mercedes. Every fucking day he would cold call Mercedes in Germany until he eventually spoke to someone who has some kind of decision power. So he befriended everyone there and eventually spoke to some project whatever person. Uh, then he got invited somewhere, got a deal for 150,000 dollars right so so that that's another level of sales um then another level of sales above that was selling his company so when he his company was doing one point whatever million dollars or euros per year (coughs) selling that company meant he had to sell it to investors and investors first their secretary like some girl calls you and and asks you some questions about your company she says well your company's like why the f*** would you want to buy that is his balance sheet there's nothing good on this balance sheet then the next person calls it's like his cleaning lady i mean it's not a cleaning lady but like his like his assistant or something that calls oh also you're what is this balance sheet this is horrible we have literally my dog has a better company than this and eventually after like four or five people talk shit to him eventually the actual investor like he's uh he's he he's worth like four billion dollars calls him and, and he offers him a ridiculously low deal right nothing basically and then he has to be a consultant for no money for another half year to make sure the company's working. So he gets no money almost, and he has to work almost for free for half a year. And then Willie really got that up to um, one year revenue. So he negotiated to one year revenue and closed the deal. He got one year revenue, still had to consult a little bit, but sold the company for 1.4, and took that money and invested in other companies and leveraged it with banks as well. Right, that's another level of sales. But here, here's the interesting part, he got scammed. Like, the company was worth four times more than he got paid for it, right? So, so like, all of these things are lessons. And that mistake with the 1.4 million, how much is 1.4 million times three? That's how much his mistake was worth, right? <laughs> That's a f- mistake. Losing 10K of revenue is f- nothing. You're not making any, like you're like, like scraping together a few euros, and you're like, I have a few euros, but I lost one of the Euros. Oh, that's what it looks like to, to guys like that. Do you understand? Did I cover Emmanuel? I mean, Emmanuel, who sat down for 735 days and spent six hours a day just writing copy by hand, like rewriting the best things ever written. Right? Like, that's what Emmanuel did. Like, like all, all, these are all real examples. All of these are real examples. Okay,
1: so does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I yeah, also think with Facebook ads, you kind of have to know, um, like you have to know what type of creative to use. Um, you have to know what type of copy to write, how the website needs to look, uh, and obviously how to set up the ads, um, so that it's specifically for the service, right? Um, and I think person, just personally. Um, because it's a <clears throat> like it 's a retainer type of business and stuff like that um, and like it 's super trackable um, i don 't think you can really scale this um, without really getting people results uh, just because like it 's so super trackable right this is why it 's so tricky um, so I don't know. It's quite quite tricky, but I think like the delivery stuff is just super important to be on top of personally and to just sort of have a system or something that just kind of always works. Or at least if it doesn't work, you know that it's the client's business model for a fact. And it's not this weird, like, oh, um, like we don't know why this didn't work out and stuff like that. Um, I think that's pretty important.
0: So, He's constantly getting on calls, and he needs to know. He needs to have deep domain knowledge to be able to close these sales. Because he's not talking to some idiot who's like, "I want website." He's talking to people who are or like, "I want a website built on Drupal, uh, and I want this kind of like whatever." Right. So, so he's, does anyone have this figured out? Like, how do you train salespeople to sell to deep domain knowledge? buyers okay I'll, I, I i mean i can answer this is basically there's two approaches the first approach is to have a, a productized service or a product that you're selling that allows standardization of the sales process so for example the dbh sales process or inbound leads from my youtube channel it's very simple and the leads are very easy to convince to pay whatever you want, really. <laughs> like, uh, because they've already been programmed to believe and behave in the way we need them to believe and behave to become clients. So it's, it's, it's the, the natural evolution after that is that they buy, right? You can speed up this process with better marketing, you can speed up this process with better processes um, during the call booking phase, where, for example, they get some emails, indoctrination emails, and emails explaining what, how to prepare for the call and a video explaining how to prepare for the call, even a pitch video where like, they get a whole pitch of the program, so you don't even need to pitch them necessarily on the call. The person already knows the program before even, he even gets on a call with you. And someone who gets on a call with you after they know exactly what they're gonna get, they already basically agreed to buy, if you think about it. Like, why would someone get on a call with you if they know exactly what they're gonna get unless they wanna buy, right? Doesn't make, doesn't that make perfect sense? No. So in summary, it's making, making the product, maybe making service productize or selling a product to the point where the salesperson is basically doing the same thing every call because everything else has been taken care of by the marketing That's method. Number one, Then method number two to answer the actual question, how do you train the salesperson to sell to the industry with high domain knowledge, assuming that you have a custom project, uh, <laughs> The person will need to do two sales calls, most likely, if he's not technical. So either you train. There's actually two answers to this. Either you train a developer or a project manager who already has the knowledge, because you're not going to train them all the industry knowledge. Okay, that's going to take forever, like six to eight months. Uh, you, don't do that. It's it's a waste of time. The guy's going to leave after six to eight months after receiving all the training. So so I I, I guess the alternative uh, is to hire someone who already has the domain knowledge because. They did account management or they did project management or they did uh, development work, even. Like some of these guys, they would, introverts can do sales, no problem. Some of the best sales guys in DBH were introverts. So you can have the pre installed um, domain knowledge. And then method number two in this, um, let me try to remember, what was it again? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's due to do this two calls. So the first call is just a discovery call where he screens the clients, doesn't answer questions he doesn't know the answer to because he's not a technical person doesn't have the deep domain knowledge but he's basically screening the client and then the second call you come because you know that this lead is ready to buy so the call is shorter and it's more to the point and maybe answer some technical questions that you have to answer in, in these types of calls so, cause we're talking about development work, right? That's why the deep domain knowledge is necessary. So that, that's another method, a very common method actually, like companies like Cisco use it and stuff like that so that you don't need to have the very advanced, highly trained people or, or the vice president or whatever, waste time on beginner calls. They can just get on call with the most qualified leads, pre-screened, pre-everything. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N dot net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.